Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Discover Your Personal Power podcast. It is August 12th, 2020, and I go back to school on Friday. Summer is over for me. It is going to be an interesting school year this year, especially as a school nurse in an elementary school. Mass and social distancing are going to be fun. This is podcast number 18, and I want to share a quick review with you from one of my friends. I think when you put yourself out there and try something new, like this podcast, you care most about what your friends and your family think. I rely on my friends and my clients for feedback so that I can make my program and podcast better. So I would love to know what you guys think. Drop a comment below or go to iTunes and leave me a review and I'll read it on the podcast and give you a shout out. Anyway, my friend said, Your message is very relating to me as I reflect on what I do in my daily life. Your episode on dealing with difficult people gave me armor and defense covering for what I needed for that very day. The episode on anxiety, fear, and worries made me realize how I was feeling and really made me look deeper inside myself and know that I am a strong person. I love that so much. Thank you so much for sharing and thank you for that comment. It actually made me a little teary. My goal on this podcast is to help you guys discover your personal power. We get so caught up in the struggles of our everyday lives that sometimes I think we begin to feel lost. My goal is to help you reconnect with your dreams, values, and goals and let go of all the trauma and drama that has created bitterness, anger, or hurt. And I want to help you retrain your brain, manage your mind, and come back to center where your light and your power lies. I hope to bring a little light to your life and I hope to help you have a great day while you recharge and rediscover your personal power. I want to tell you a story. So a tired bird landed on a branch. The bird rested, enjoying the view from the branch and the protection it offered from the dangerous animals and the wind. Just as the bird became used to the branch, the support and the safety that it offered, a strong wind started blowing and the tree swayed with such intensity that it seemed the branch would snap in half. But the bird was not worried, for it knew two important truths. The first truth, even without the branch, the bird knew that it was able to fly and thus remain safe through the power of its own wings. The second truth, it also knew that there are many other branches upon which it can temporarily rest. Do we have the confidence and peace of this little bird, or do we hang on tight and cling to traditions, habits, and talons of the past holding us in place because we're too afraid of what that next branch might be like? What if it's too hard, and what if it's not worn and comfy and safe like this one? What if it doesn't hold me for a long time? What if we feel the wind stronger on that branch and it's a little more uncomfortable? What if we never make it to the next branch, and what if we fall to the ground? Today we're going to talk about change and embracing change. They say the only thing constant in life is change. My cute daughter just started a full-time teaching job since having her two babies. My grandbabies are four and two, and her first week of leaving them every day was hard, as it is with every mama. This one is for her. She asked me to talk about embracing change. 
I love that the little bird in the story above embraced change. She didn't worry because she knew that she had other options and that she had the power to fly. We're capable of so much more than we realize in our everyday life, and when we can just release our grasp on the physical structures that hold us to the ground, then we start to understand just how far we can fly using our own strength and power. Throughout the forest of our lives, there are so many so-called branches and trees on which we can rely on. And while sometimes we do need recovery and shelter, we can also learn to grow. One of my favorite things about nursing is anatomy and physiology. I love knowing how the body works. I love how all the systems go together, the cardiovascular system with the heart and the blood vessels, the respiratory system which exchanges oxygen for carbon dioxide through all the cells, the gastrointestinal system that absorbs and processes nutrients to create energy and make us strong, and the thing I love most besides the brain, of course, because we all know how much I love the brain, is our body is smart. It knows just how to compensate to maintain 98.6 degrees. If it gets too hot, it sweats. If it gets too cold, it shivers. It knows how to keep the right balance of electrolytes to maintain hydration. It knows how to adjust fluid volume in the circulatory system so that everything normalizes when you sit up or stand down or move around. It knows how to recruit energy when you need it so that you can run and hike or walk around the neighborhood. The body's pretty efficient at this because it likes homeostasis. Homeostasis is dynamic stability. My body, within reason, is going to do what it needs to do to maintain normalcy and prevent any undue stress or change on the other systems or processes. They all work together to help each other and balance each other out so that they can create a stable environment. And our brain, the one who's really controlling things, right? Our brain because that's what the brain does, because it's so awesome. My brain can also um, tell me, hmm, I'm a little dehydrated, so I'm thirsty. I'm gonna go get some water. My energy levels are a little down. Hmm, maybe I should grab some food. We intentionally like to find that comfort, that sweet spot, that balance of homeostasis. Our brain has been teaching us this problem-solving skill for years. Find comfort. So it's kind of part of our natural makeup to not like substantial change. Our body works really hard to create a stable environment and so does our head. That is why I think change can be so hard. Our brain is built to resist change. Our primitive brain likes to work on habit and impulse. It likes what is easy. You have well-worn pathways in your brain that have had a lifetime of experience to develop. Any type of change, like just incorporating a new physical activity in our routine after a period of being sedentary, can go against those well-worn pathways. This is why it's so easy to fall back to default and to those automatic behaviors. Making decisions to create change takes more conscious control. When a change is first proposed, our thoughts about the change may be negative. 
It'll be difficult. It'll be too hard, too complicated, awkward, costly, time-consuming, or just out of the norm. When we let those thoughts run amok in our primitive brain, it can set us up to resist or even sabotage the change. There are a couple psychological theories that explain this well. Psychologist Daniel Kahneman calls it loss aversion. He discovered that most people have more of a physical emotional reaction to loss rather than a gain. For example, a person would feel more pain at losing $100 than actually getting a gift or gaining $100. Second, researchers from the University of Chicago studied what is called failure bias. Failure bias is the thought that failure is more likely to be an outcome than success. Our brain tends to think that successful outcomes, they're just flukes or good fortune, or we were just lucky. Instead of the results and us recognizing that hard work and perseverance are what made that change. And third, simply put, our brain already has those established pathways, well-trod connections that already know what to do, how to do it, what chemicals to produce, and how to create the emotions attached to a particular action. Change means having to change all of that. Changing and rebalancing the chemicals, our primitive brain resists that change. Change is unknown and it can lead to feelings of fear, anxiety, and worry. But remember, we get to choose. We get to choose our thoughts. We need to use our higher brain, our prefrontal cortex, or executive functioning part of the brain to consciously choose our thoughts. We can choose to think this new change may be better. It could be faster. It could be funner. It could be more rewarding. Could teach me a new life skill or life lesson. I could make new friends or new connections or new relationships. You know what I'm going to say next, right? Journal it. Write down those negative, nagging, brain chatter thoughts on paper. And then debunk every single one of them. Make it a game. Remember, you can't argue in your head when your head is the problem. Write it out. Cross that list off one by one with more positive, productive thoughts. Big changes in life, such as life transitions, can be difficult. Our steps into adulthood and independence as we graduate from high school and step into college life, moving to a new state or even a new country, marriage, the birth of a child, each transition as that child grows and develops, sending them to kindergarten. As in my daughter's case, going back to work after staying home with your babies. Change and life transitions can seem hard, but if we just do a little shift in our mindset, we decrease the negative chatter from our primitive brain and enjoy the process, we can be more successful and embrace the change. So here's a few strategies. First, we can recognize that each transition in life is part of our life story. The transition can hold precious memories for us. As we move from one stage of life to the next, take some time to reflect on the past and then look forward to all that the future holds. Going back to work after staying home with babies can be tough. 
emotions run high. Make sure to take time for self-care, recognizing that more demands are now placed on your schedule and prioritizing is now a necessity. Creating strategies to reduce decision fatigue, planning out clothing for the week ahead, meals ahead of time, Plan out some things that can make transitions a little easier. Make sure to get enough sleep, proper nourishment, and some precious family time. Next, change your thoughts to view change and transition as a challenge, not as a threat. Make a list of all the fun things you can do and all the things you're gonna learn. As school starts this month, The transition of starting back to school brings with it new stresses for everyone, especially in this COVID pandemic time. Students may feel anxious about meeting new friends, navigating school hallways, and their class selections. Parents may feel a little nervous about sending kids to school, especially during those transition times such as kindergarten, middle school, and high school. Teachers may even feel a little nervous and anxious as a new school year begins. It's important to remember to be kind to one another. The beginning of the school year is always full of mixed emotions for students, parents, and teachers. Each person has their own expectations of what this transition is going to look like. Be kind to yourself, your loved ones, and those around you, and it will create better thoughts and emotions for everyone. Next, recognize that change and transition of any kind stimulates the brain. It actually stimulates brain growth. So when faced with a particularly daunting challenge, just tell yourself, I'm just growing my brain. That new mom going back to work is growing her brain on how to manage and organize new routines and schedules as she balances work and home life. The new student, parents, and teachers are all growing their brains as they transition into a new school year with new routines, new social connections, and academic challenges. I recently took on a new challenge myself. I'm creating a journal planner to go with my coaching program. I think I told you guys that last week, but I decided to add some what I'm calling inspiration wear. So t-shirts and totes and hats and mugs and jewelry and stuff like that with inspirational sayings and quotes. Um, There'll be links for that soon. I'm still in the design process. But as I've been progressing in this journey, I found that it would be best if I learned Adobe. And I have shied away from Adobe for years because every time I would go in and try to do it, I would get frustrated and I wanted to just pull my hair out. It's a very sensitive and particular software program and I just felt like I couldn't learn it. So I just decided that I'm going to take some time and going to at least try. So I YouTubed it. Did you guys know you can YouTube anything? You probably know this already. I'm a little older, so it takes me a while to catch on, but I am loving the fact that I can learn anything on YouTube. It's amazing. So shout out to my friend Dan and Envato Tuts. You can find him at Bring Your Laptop on Instagram. Bring your own laptop. He is amazing. I am slowly learning InDesign and Illustrator, and all I keep thinking is, I'm growing my brain, I'm growing my brain, I'm growing my brain. So just remember, change grows your brain. 
A couple more strategies to help you embrace change is to recognize and notice all the times that you have been successful in the past when faced with a particularly challenging transition or change in your life. My daughter and I were at lunch one time and she asked me, besides death, illness, or pain, what are two of your biggest fears in life? What kind of situations have you always feared that would happen? And I have to say two of the really big scary fears that I had had in my life had actually happened in my life. And I'm not going to say that they weren't tough. They were. But what I can say is that I made it through. There was a particular dark time in my life when I kept saying, I can't see it. I can't see the bigger picture. I can't see the forest for the trees. And I couldn't get a good cognitive hold of what was going on in my life. And that is when I had to walk in faith. I had to put one foot in front of the other. And as Anna says in Frozen 2, take the next best step. At that time, I didn't know what my future was going to look like. I had a son in Ukraine, a daughter starting college, a brooding teenager at home, and I was moving across the world to many unknowns. My husband hadn't had a job for almost a year, and I felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders, and it was my job to fix it all. Now, over 10 years later, I realized it was probably one of the best decisions we made to make that move, but it took me a while to be able to say that. Life can certainly throw us some curveballs. Look at this COVID pandemic. It certainly was unexpected, and we're all trying to navigate this new normal. But we have successfully navigated hard things in the past. I love the quote, I can do hard things. I remind myself of that daily. I can do hard things. Use your journal and make a list of all the hard things, the challenges, the obstacles, and the hard times that you have faced in your life and how you've overcome those challenges. You may find some good strategies for dealing with this new change or transition if you're struggling. And then the last strategy I want to talk about for embracing change is making sure to remember to take care of you. You can't pour from an empty cup. Change takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of brain energy. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of brain power. It can create many emotions from extreme excitement and pleasure to fear and dread. You can have all that brain chatter going on in your head as well as all those chemicals floating around in your body and it can plain be exhausting. So first, be honest with yourself. Know that change is stressful. So you're going to need a little more energy to deal with that. Transitions and change may be a time to scale back a little. I know I can't cook a full three-course meal when I'm working 12-hour shifts. Starting a new job or going back to school may not be the best time to start a new fitness routine or a new diet. Be kind to yourself. Breathe. Make sure you're getting enough sleep, proper nutrition, and water. Take some time to do, quote, nothing. I mean, literally schedule it if you have to, even if it's 10 minutes. It's nice to know you have no responsibility to nobody else but yourself for 10 whole minutes. It can help you calm your energy and reset your mind. 
as you're being honest with yourself and recognizing that this change is stressful, prioritize. For some reason this week, I got myself into a lot of different pots and with school starting at the end of the week, I felt a little frazzled to get all the things done that I wanted to get done. My head was buzzing all day and I was feeling a little tingy and a little jittery. I had to take some time yesterday to stop and to prioritize and to make a list of the things that needed to be done and what needed to be done first. What things have deadlines and what things I just want to do. Bringing our mind back in and focusing on what is most important. I always go back to my ICU days. Which is most important? The ABCs. Airway, breathing, circulation. So sitting in a position to get the best airway with my shoulders back and my chest expanded, taking a deep breath, breathing, taking in a nice deep amount of oxygen, and then circulation, letting that circulate through my body, feeling that breath spread throughout my entire body. Priority number one is always A, B, C. Airway, breathing, circulation. The rest is just icing. You got this, my friend. As we know ourselves, we have to remember to set those boundaries. I talked about that in podcast number 13. Know your limits and express them to others who try to push you. Hard to do with a two-year-old, but recognize if you need a break, schedule a play date or have a friend or a spouse watch your child for an hour or so. I know as a mom in the thick of things, sometimes I just wanted to go to the bathroom by myself and not have little eyes staring at me. Or of course, that's the time when they want a snack or they have a boo-boo that needs fixing. And then next, ask for help. I think I could do a whole podcast on this topic alone and the psychological reasons why we don't want to delegate or ask for help. Fear of losing control, fear of being rejected, fear of not being enough because we quote should be able to handle all the things. Don't let the I can do hard things keep you from realizing that we all need each other to get through life. I have one more quick story for you guys. It's about a woodpecker, a tortoise, and a deer. So I know, an unlikely threesome. But the story goes like this. Once upon a time, there were three friends, a deer, a woodpecker, and a tortoise. One day when the deer was out roaming the forest, where he saw a cool pond to quench his thirst and get a sip of water, he bent down to get the sip of water and snap, he got caught in a trap set by the hunters. The deer cried to his friends for help. The tortoise swam up to him and the woodpecker came soaring through the sky to see what was the matter. Help, said the deer, I'm snared in this trap and I can't get out. The hunter will surely be here soon to capture me and take me away. The tortoise said, I can chew through the netting for you and he got straight to work. The woodpecker said he would fly overhead and keep a watch for the appearance of the hunter. When the hunter came out of his front door to head to the woods and the little pond where he had laid his trap, the woodpecker flew straight toward the hunter and hit him in the face. The hunter was struck and went back into his house to clean his wounds and rest. Later on that afternoon, the hunter again decided to go out to the forest and check on his prey. 
The woodpecker flew overhead to tell the deer and the tortoise that the hunter was coming. By this time, the tortoise had successfully gnawed through all the rope and the deer was able to break free. The deer ran back deep into the forest, the tortoise swam back into the water, and the woodpecker flew high up in the sky. The hunter picked up his shredded trap and puzzled and walked back to his cottage. The woodpecker and the tortoise and the deer all look different from each other, having different lifestyles as one lives in the water, one on the forest floor, and one in the sky. Each one has unique gifts, strengths, and ability. Each one was needed to successfully escape the trap. We need each other. The deer needed to ask for help. The tortoise needed to recognize his skill and take the initiative to chew the rope. And the woodpecker needed to recognize his strengths to contribute to solving the problem. We are all here to help one another. Remember that someone may need you and what you have to offer, but that also recognize that asking for help recognizes and respects the strengths in others. We can all pull our resources and strengths together like the woodpecker, deer, and the tortoise. Remember our little bird on the tree? When you feel stuck or things are about to break or change seems overwhelming, you have so many more branches to choose from. And if not, remember that you can fly. You got this, my friends. Embrace the change and have a great day. Until we meet again, my friends.